You're listening in to Kahuli Radio, broadcasting the revolution live on your airwaves. We're bringing you the stories of the people, the events, and the music that are causing the huli of our lahui. As always, you can subscribe to our podcast to get updates on new episodes. We also encourage you to check out Ma'a Radio for other lahui-related podcasts. On today's episode, we're sitting down with a young and talented Hawaiian filmmaker, who's making waves in the filmmaking industry and pushing the standards of what Hawaiian filmmakers can be. We also got some new conscious kuei music coming at you, so stick around for that. But first, let's take a look at what's going on across the Pai Aino. It's La 150 on the Mauna, and after facing much colder and windier conditions at Pu'uhuluhulu, the pop-up tents and makeshift shelters have definitely taken a pounding, but the kia'i remains strong. In fact, this weekend, there's a convoy on Hawaii Island to Alohara Kupuna, whose court date is coming up next week. The convoy will start at Pu'uhuluhulu at 8 a.m. and head down to Hilo, then up to Honoka'a, Waimea, Kapa'au, Kona, and finally back to the Mauna. If you'd like to show support, join the convoy this Sunday starting at 8 a.m. For those of you on Oahu, a community meeting for the Kamananui Agritourism Project has been set for Wednesday, December 18th at 6 p.m. at Wahiwa Public Library. The developer of the Kamananui Agritourism Project is proposing, get this, tours, hiking, biking, ATVs, a 9,000-foot gondola up the Waianae Mountain Range, 8,000 feet of zip lines, gardens, greenhouses, retail, food, beverage sales, and events. The business center will occupy 14 acres off Kaukonahua Road. The facility is anticipating 1,600 visitors per day, which will require a 350-stall parking lot, helicopter landing areas, and a new wastewater treatment system. And here's the best part. No environmental review is being required. So please, kia'i on O'ahu. If you can make your voices heard, get out there. Once again, that's December 18th, uh, next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Wahiawa Public Library. In Maui, Monsanto pled guilty to using a banned pesticide on its own research crops in 2014. Monsanto agreed to pay $6 million in criminal fines and $4 million in community service payments pretty much pennies to that company. Monsanto said it knowingly used PenCap-M, a banned substance by the EPA. The pesticide was used on corn seed and research crops at the company's Maui Valley Farm Facility. Monsanto is still facing a number of other lawsuits in Hawaii, and we know they're using other banned substances. It just so happens they got caught in this one. And now it's time for some conscious kuē music. Here at Kahuli Radio, we believe that as much as music reflects society, society reflects music. And our lahui has been subjected to music that continues to hold us down as a people. So here on Kahuli Radio, you will only hear music that promotes consciousness, promotes aloha, and speaks to the actual issues that are happening in Hawaii. Today's jams come from a brother on Oahu, and although you probably heard his music on the radio, they never seem to play this song, which speaks to the struggles for Hawaiians just to live in their own homeland. 
Here's Marcus with Pushing Us Out. Our guest today is a young filmmaker from Mililani, Oahu named Justin Achang. If the name sounds familiar, it's because Justin seems to be everywhere. Whether it's sailing on the Hokulea, to filming protests and marches, to making award-winning short films. Justin is a Kamehameha grad with a degree in film production from USC. After moving home, Justin got a job with OEV TV where he worked for nearly a decade. In 2018, he and his good friend Aina Paikai decided to expand their horizons and started working on their own short films. Fast forward a year and a half later and Justin and Aina have just wrapped up traveling the world promoting their short film Down on the Sidewalk in Waikiki. The film scooped up several awards at film festivals throughout the globe. So we're very fortunate to be able to grab a second from this busy guy. Justin, mahalo for joining us. 
How's life been for you in 2019? Uh, mahalo, Hayden. Mahalo, Kahuli. Uh, 2019 has been quite the whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's been it's been beautiful actually. Um, I guess now that we're coming to the end of 2019, about to kind of prepare ourselves and mentally and spiritually and all of that for 2020. Uh, it's kind of been interesting looking, thinking back just a year ago when 2019 was starting. Um, I think it was the beginning of a, a journey for me into where it is I see myself wanting to go in my filmmaking career in terms of um, narrative storytelling, narrative filmmaking, mm. uh, making movies that are seen, that are rooted here in Hawaii, culturally, spiritually, um, set here, made with people here, but are seen around the world. And by the end of January, it was my 30th birthday and I got to celebrate it um, actually by birthing that short film that you had mentioned down on the sidewalk in Waikiki. Um, I just, we had just finished editing it and putting it all together. And, um, and so its very first screening was a party with all of our cast and crew to show them the film that they had all contributed to and worked on and to also just to celebrate it with everybody. And so it was a wonderful time at, at the Vi Vi Collective. Um, we got to, you know, we had about 150 or so friends and family and cast and crew that all came out to celebrate the, the birthing of this film and, um, you know, good times, good conversations, good music together with Paul and the Forefathers and, and just um, good people we love. And it was, for me, the most epic birthday that I've ever had. <laughs> I think you were there as well. I, I was, and I, I was honored to be there. And I think it was it was there that I went watching your film that I kind of realized just what you and Aina were, were doing and, and kind of how you were pushing the envelope. Um, because I had never seen a film like that from a, from a local filmmaker before. You know, growing up, you yeah. I, I always saw, you know, pretty... B-rated yeah. movies. Um, we weren't so, there. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We weren't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it was really cool to, to see that. Um, so so we'll get to that. But I wanna I wanna go back to the moment a year and a half ago. You and Aina are thinking about leaving OEV TV, where you've worked for a decade, had amazing experiences through that. What what was going through your mind at that time? Thinking about okay, now my you know my salary, my income is reliant on me <laughs> making short films and, and finding a way to make, turn this into a career. How, how, how did you go about that? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think, so I'd been at OEV TV for about seven years before I had left. Um, and uh, maybe about a year, a year and a half before actually pulling the trigger and doing it. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of started getting this feeling that I what we were doing there is amazing work and super grateful for everything that I learned there. And it's for me, I consider it my foundation. Like it's truly what allowed me to build the repetitions in terms of shooting and editing and producing like on a daily basis. Um, and the fact that everything that we produce was in and around the Hawaiian community and in and around issues that were important to our place and our people um, really allowed me to, I think, build the relationships within the community that would allow me to be successful once I left 
And so maybe about a year, a year and a half before leaving, I just kind of started to get the feeling inside that there was more I could be doing, more that I wanted to be doing. Just, um, you know, a lot of the focus in terms of the work that we were doing there is more in the documentary space, um, a lot a lot in the news, the news realm. And uh, for me, you know, having gone to film school and all of that, like my goal back then was was to always learn what I can to hopefully one day make um, like scripted movies, narrative films, fictional films. Our, our day-to-day at OEV TV, you know, we work long hours, a lot of times six, seven days a week. And so it left very little room and opportunity to really explore that. And mm-hmm. so um, just, yeah, just started to f- get that feeling inside that there was more that I wanted to be doing. Also within that last year at OEV TV, we had gotten the funding to produce down on the sidewalk in Waikiki and, um, you know, got a lot of support to go and film it. And it was actually after we had filmed um, down on the sidewalk, um, you know, the our bosses at OEV, one of them being Keone Lee, gave me a phone call and actually told me, like, you know, we've been talking and we know that you've been wanting to do your thing for a little bit and, you know, wanting to grow and expand. And we've been talking and I think now is the time, you know, like mm-hmm. give, give you the, like the go ahead, um, you know, a couple months from now come the end of March, you're off on your own. And for me, it was that uh, it was kind of a, a lot of anxiety, anxiousness. There's a lot of excitement, but also nervousness, exactly what you said, like, Am I going to be able to support myself? Am I going to have enough work to, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to be losing the safety net of a, of a salary, of a full-time job, um, and going to have to kind of just make it work on my own. And so there was a little bit of that apprehension there. And because of that, it was always tough to pull the trigger and, and actually do it. Um, I was super grateful that Keone called me and kind of, push me off the cliff in a way (laughs) and so it sounds like when you left oev tv you already kind of had the idea for down in the sidewalk uh in waikiki in your head is that correct yeah actually it's been a it's been an idea that we had been working on for several years before leaving oev tv um i think it was back in like 2014 or 15 that i was initially approached with the idea to do the project by my high school English teacher, Richard Hamasaki. And and then I approached uh, Aina and our other friend Kaipo to see if they'd be down to kind of help write the script and brainstorm some ideas around it. And so when we first started writing it, you know, we had always intended to shoot it and make it, but could never actually make the time or find the time to do it because we were deep in documenting Hokulea's worldwide voyage. And so one of us would always be away on the canoe or just traveling or not knowing when the next travel was going to come up and so it's kind of impossible to actually plan shooting the film mm-hmm. and what was kind of beautiful is that the same year now flash forward to 2017 um one of the nonprofits in hawaii that funds pacific islander films um pacific islanders in communication um in 2017 for the first time they launched an initiative to fund scripted short films which is which is a really cool thing because in their 25 or so years of existence 
they've only ever supported and funded documentary films. And oh. so this, this is their kind of the first time that they were putting out an initiative to um, fund scripted projects. And so I applied with Down on the Sidewalk and um, literally the same month that Hokule'o was coming back home to Hawaii and wrapping up the voyage was the same month that we found out we had gotten the funding um, through PIC. Yeah, and so Hokulea came back, the voyage wrapped up, and then we started pre-production on Down on the Sidewalk and shot it. Wow, perfect, yeah, sounds like perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's, you know, you kind of got to believe in, in, in I don't know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that every story has its own spirit and um, life time, timeline of its own, and um, when it's ready and when it wants to come into this world, it... Um, the right things will come into place to do that, I think. So for those uh, uh, people out there who haven't seen Down on the Sidewalk in Waikiki, can you give us just a, a brief synopsis of, of, of what it's about? So Down on the Sidewalk in Waikiki is the story of a Hawaiian janitor in Waikiki that um, channels his frustrations and finds his voice through poetry um, after a crazy run-in with a, a dead Hawaiian homeless man one night. And the film is based off of a collection of poems by the late Hawaiian artist Wayne Kamuali'i Westlake, who he himself worked as a janitor in Waikiki in the early 1970s and is where he wrote this collection of poems, also called Down on the Sidewalk in Waikiki. And um, if you get a chance to read this collection of about 26 poems, it's really ahead of its time in the the things that he was calling out and the way that he was talking about displacement of Hawaiians in our own homeland and the proliferation of um, urbanization, you know, this kind of mass of mindless tourists moving to and fro and outsiders coming and building up this place. And and his style was really blunt and um, eclectic in a way, but he's this really smart 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 hawaiian man but unfortunately he passed away well ahead of his time he was only in his mid-30s when he passed uh, from a car accident in the mid-1980s and so because of that a lot of his work was never actually published until the 2000s uh, when my my high school english teacher along with westlake's former partner you know un uncovered a whole box of his unpublished manuscripts tucked away under a tarp in a shed and wow. yeah, and so um, my my teacher spent the better part of the 2000s going through all of the work and editing it together in an anthology. And in 2009, they released an anthology of all of Westlake's work or a good chunk of Westlake's work. And down on the sidewalk in Waikiki, that collection of poems um, was was some of the work in the book. And so the film itself was really this uh, opportunity to honor this lesser known poet, but this really talented uh, Hawaiian artist that in his own way and his, his span of time here, here on this earth um, really contributed a lot. And I think a lot of more people should, should know him and his work. Yeah. And I'll tell you, watching, watching the film, I think what you guys did so well is kind of capture that, that essence of that frustration and confusion, um, down in Waikiki that I think any local person feels when they go down there, it kind of feels like you're not even in Hawaii anymore. And for you guys to be able to capture that, I thought that that was amazing. And I thought that really um, 
paid homage to your lead actor, Aina. Can you kind of talk about how how it was that Aina became the, the lead actor in this film? Yeah, right on. Mahalo for that. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, Aina becoming the actor was a super interesting process. This this was Aina's first uh, acting gig, actually. Right. He's, he's a filmmaker himself, a talented writer, um, shooter, director, editor. Actually, when we were holding auditions and, and trying to cast the parts for this film, we had been looking and auditioning people to play the role of the janitor for about three or three and a half months. And everybody that came through never felt right for the part. And what was interesting is like on five separate occasions, five different friends each told me, oh, what about Ina? I think Ina <laughs> could. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe. And so <laughs> we were getting down to the wire and it was several weeks out before we were planned to start filming and we still hadn't found anybody. And so I approached Ina and was like, hey man, you know, a lot of people have been recommending you. You think you'd be down to try? And, and just, you know, let's do an audition with you and see if it'll work. And, you know, he said, OK, I mean, yeah, I'm open to it if I have to. Um, he agreed. We didn't really find anybody and um, auditioned him. He actually and, and from that audition, I could totally already see the potential in it. And yeah, and then that's kind of how it happened. And he he accepted that role and. You know, the first night of filming was a little bit sticky in the beginning. You know, it, it took a little bit for him, I think, getting used to a big sure. and the camera on his face and just like putting himself in that mindset and becoming vulnerable. And so the first couple of takes were kind of kind of rough. And then I pulled him on the side and, you know, just had a conversation with him and was like, look, you can trust me. I'm not going to make you look dumb. <laughs> trust me on that just let it go and go with it and after that he kind of yeah he just he went for it and I think he really killed it and you know what was interesting is after filming the whole project and uh, kind of reflecting on it and sitting with it you know we both kind of came to the agreement that it it almost felt as if Westlake was giving him that kuleana and so it almost felt like Westlake was then telling him okay you wrote it so you have to voice it because poetry isn't only written, it's spoken, right? Mm. And Aina to be the one to actually follow through and carry that kuleana. And then even more interesting, you know, we didn't kind of put it together to after, but the year that Westlake passed was the same year that Aina was born. So just, Whoa. <laughs> really interesting synchronicities in all of it, which is, yeah. you know, no, it makes you realize there's no really coincidences in any of this. Wow, yeah, and Aina absolutely killed it i mean just i and i've known aina for for a few years but it seemed like a different person that you're watching on screen for sure obviously justin that's not all you've been working on recently you recently came back from a trip to molokai working on your next project can you give us a kind of a sneak peek of what you're working on next yeah yeah so actually um really exciting projects coming up we just finished maybe about two months ago in october uh just finished filming a short film that Aina is writing and directing called Hawaiian Soul, which is a, a biopic, a scripted biopic on um, our beloved Hawaiian musician and Aloha Aina activist, George Jarrett Helm Jr. And it's basically the story looks at the way his music 
was really his superpower, the thing that allowed him to connect with community and break barriers to bring people together to fight for the cause of um, protecting Koho'olawe. And so I guess, you know, if most people don't know, uh, you know, George Helm was this amazing Hawaiian musician. And in the mid-1970s, amidst the, you know, native rights movement here in Hawaii, what we now kind of call the Hawaiian Renaissance, um, he was really a pivotal figure in that movement um, within the Protect Olave Ohana, um, along with a group of others that really spoke out against the U.S. military's use of Koho'olawe as a site for bombing and target practice and really helped to bring about this elevated consciousness of Aloha Aina or love for land and love for our home. Yeah, so this this short film is really a, a awesome opportunity to bring his story back to the forefront and, and bring it to life in a really amazing and cinematic way. And I think one of the most beautiful parts about the whole process is that Aina did a really good job of um, building relationship with the Helm Ohana and mm. uh, getting all of their buy-in for this project. And so, you know, throughout the years, I, I'm sure there's been a number of people that have approached the family to do a movie on George Helm and things like that. And, you know, because of his untimely death, um, you know, if, for those that don't know, he passed away when, you know, in his late 20s in, in the middle of the movement and his disappearance is still kind of a mystery and a controversy. Some people say that he disappeared at sea um, during one of the accesses to island. Um, a lot of people, including a lot of his family, also believe that, you know, it was a intentional inside job and that he was taken out. And mm -hmm. so, you know, just a hero that was taken way too early from us. And so, you know, because of all of that, um, right, rightfully so, the family has remained pretty protective of, of their brother and their uncle and their loved one and, and his story. And so it was, I think, the most special thing to have the Helm Ohana bless this project, you know, and, and give their blessing to move forward with this project. And in, in a really meaningful way, like they really came and supported the whole production. We flew mm -hmm. all, all of our crew out to Molokai to film for a week. Um, and the family put us up in their house, Kekama, Kekama Helm, um, who is one of George's nephews, put all of the, the crew up in his house, which is also the same house that George grew up in, in Kalamaula. And so we were literally living in the space that George grew up in, wow. hanging out with the family every night. You know, we come back from a 12, 13 hour day shoot um, and each night a different family member or and their ohana would make dinner for us and we get to eat with them and, and talk story and kani kapila and play music. And so it's a beautiful atmosphere that intertwined the spirit of the family and the spirit of the place into the production of the film. And I think um, when it's finished and when it comes out, people will really feel that spirit there. So besides Hawaiian Soul, what other projects uh, you got coming up for you? Um, so Beyond Hawaiian Soul, I was also asked to help produce another short film scripted project called E Malamapono Willy Boy, uh, written by 
Nani Ross and Kikama Amona, and it's going to be directed by Kikama. But it's a story that follows a native Hawaiian police officer that gets called in on his day off to help the force evict basically houseless Hawaiians off of the community and settlement that they've built on lands that the state has deemed illegal. And in going through the process of having to remove and clear the space, this this officer, William Kupihea, a willy boy, comes across a discovery in one of the dwellings that really leads him to question his own morality and, and the morals of doing his job um, and, and serving and protecting his community and the people um, that he serves. And so I think it's this really timely and interesting story that yeah. it's really insular. It um, Ideally, um, all of the cast or majority of the cast will be Native Hawaiian. And so I think it's going to be a really powerful and relevant story, especially with everything that's going on on Mauna Kea and in Kahuku and at Sherwoods and across Arpai Aina, where we're seeing um, these really kind of tough choices that uh, our people are being forced to make, you know, on both sides. And so, um, yeah, I'm really honored to be a part of a lot of these really special projects from Down on the Sidewalk in honoring Wayne Westlake and his work to Hawaiian Soul and honoring George Helm to this this next film, Imalama Pono Willy Boy, in kind of bringing to light and questioning the, the state of things right now. Obviously, the theme of most of your movies has to do with tackling these issues that are happening um, in, in Hawaii today. How do you see film kind of as a mechanism to, to huli or to make change here in Hawaii? You know, I, for me, I think the goal has always been just to share genuine stories of this place from a lived experience here. Because like you said earlier, right, up until this point, even myself, I haven't really seen really good quality films with good story and good acting and and at a cinematic level that holds up to anything that's coming out of Hollywood or on Netflix that that tell our story from here in Hawaii, whether that's the story from a native Hawaiian perspective or just the story of of the spirit of this place and the people. And I think, you know, what we have here in Hawaii in terms of culture, in terms of values, in terms of the beauty of our of our land and the way that we build relationship with it is something that I think the world is is craving right now and the world needs to hear. I mean, we all know the kinds of crazy times that we're living in right now. And I think um, our people and our culture here hold a key in the value of aloha and, and all of the, the depth and meaning that that comes with. And I think and I hope that the stories that we can share from this place are stories that are able to resonate throughout the world and hopefully instill this sense of aloha and this sense of um, interconnectedness as as humans. And I think, yeah, you, you really hit it on the head. It's just, you know, we're living in a time right now where we're seeing, you know, artists and musicians, just a lot of, a lot of people around this Lahui rising up in their own um, unique way. And, you yeah. know, I really, I really see you um, along with others out there that are, are really st- setting that standard for what filmmaking can look like. Um, 
from a, from an indigenous perspective does is that stand i'm sure that standard you want to push it farther what are what are the next boundaries or doors that mm. that you hope to to achieve i mean i think so i think we're in a beautiful time right now where there's a ton of talented local filmmakers here in hawaii and and especially native hawaiian filmmakers that are starting to be able to create um really really beautiful authentic stories from this place in a really cinematic way and you know i think the first step is is the short film form and um there's been a lot of beautiful short films coming out in the last two years or so and i think for me the next step ideally would be for all of us to be making feature-length movies of that same caliber like full-length movies yeah you know that play in theaters around the world that get distributed on Netflix and Hulu and all of that kind of those platforms. If like, I have an idea for basically if I were ever to uh, have the dream of making like a multi-million dollar production <laughs> mm-hmm. project, it would be like this epic five season HBO episodic series. <laughs> like a yeah. Game of Thrones Hawaii version. It's like Game of Thrones sort of, but it takes place in the 1970s in Hawaii yeah um yeah and 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 really illuminating some of the stories of that time through um you know in a narrative way with not in a documentary form but with actors and a scripted um story and all of that but yeah so that i mean that that's kind of like long-term vision and goals but is to to be able to be doing a little bit longer pieces and 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 have those pieces be seen on a more global scale how do you how do you put your call outs out there to get casting you know that's a that's a really good question because um casting is one of the toughest parts i think for these films that we're doing that whose stories and characters are so grounded in a native hawaiian lived experience because i guess for one there's you know the pool of native hawaiian actors isn't super large you know um comparatively um and so what i've found is that a lot of times the the thing that works pretty beautifully is trying to find people native hawaiians within within the community that maybe aren't necessarily trained actors but that either in their own life can relate and resonate with the particular character or can draw from their own lived experiences um and and so it all it really takes is a little bit of coaching and, and directing and all of that our our community is so talented you know like even though there's a lot of people that aren't trained actors there's a lot of people that can do it you know we do we do have characters here for sure we have characters man like, we, have, we have characters in our community and um like in the case of hawaiian soul like finding Kolea Fukumitsu, who plays George Helm, um, it's it's an it's unreal. Like when you when you guys get a chance to see the film, um, it kind of blows people's minds how much he looks like George. Mm. And <laughs> through through working with Aina and rehearsing and all of that, was able and and watching films of George and stuff was able to embody his mannerisms and things like that. But you know, Kolea himself also is not an actor he's a fourth generation colo farmer he lives <laughs> but um, we found him through a mutual friend and grateful that he 
was um, willing to be on come on board and and become vulnerable in that way and and give himself in that way because I think it it made the project what it is like he was the living key for George's spirit to embody through this film and even so much so that like there are some really special moments during the filming of of that movie um, like one of the when we were filming on our last day of filming. Uh, on Molokai, we were filming the climax scene where he kind of plays for plays a song to get the attention of the kupuna in a church and then delivers his message. And a lot of the kupuna that we had playing those extras in that scene are all from Molokai. Many of them knew George personally. And when when our actors started playing that first time, he kind of just let it go actually we were supposed to cut just as he started playing the song, but the direct, but Ina let it kind of keep going, and the camera just kept rolling. And our actor played through the entire song like beautifully. The kupuna in the in the in the pews were literally had tears coming down their face. I looked around me, and all of our crew had tears coming down our face when the song ended. There was a and and Ina yelled cut. There was a good like twenty or thirty seconds that. Um, Nobody moved, nobody said anything, just everybody just stood in silence and that moment kind of sank in. And then I looked at our actor at Kolea and I could see him come back to his body. Like he kind of (laughs) realized where he was and then he just kind of put the guitar up to his face and started breaking down and crying, you know, and and I had to take him outside and and recollect. Everybody had to kind of take a moment to recollect ourselves, but... It's just like really special, um, yeah, moment and and reconfirmation that the right people were brought to the project, and it's not always going to be found found in the people that have that formal training per se. Right. And so that that for me, like the acting and the casting process in terms of telling these Hawaiian stories, a lot of times are going to come from the community of people that actually lives these experiences that we're portraying i think that's what's so beautiful is that you the stories that you pick kind of create this this atmosphere and i think you know you being who you are and aina being who he is you guys set this atmosphere that um i could imagine that people get kind of swept up in it and and really feel like they're there and i think that's a testament to um the stories that you you guys pick and the and the way that you're portraying it that people um, as you said, even the Helm Ohana themselves um, were swept yeah. up in that moment. And so you really, you, you are, you're recreating, you know, these moments. And and that's just, that's beautiful. No, it is. It really is, man. And it, it, to me, that's the most rewarding and special part of the entire process uh, is, is the kind of magic and healing that that brings to everybody involved. And then ultimately that translates into the final product when audiences sit down and watch it you know they can feel that magic they can feel that spirit that's in there and and ideally that to me is what is the power of films and filmmaking is that it can is that it can it's a key that can reach into your soul and unlock the emotions that's in there that that can unlock the spirit that's in there and that can bring that beauty out, you know, and, and really create this sense of resonance and connection um, with one another. 
And, and so I'm grateful for it to, to be able to, to kind of help cultivate that space. Um, and, and I think the way I look at the work is that it's, it, it's a means to bring about healing, you know. Awesome. That's amazing stuff. Mahalo, Justin, once again for joining us on Kahuli Radio. Yeah, mahalo for having me, Hayden. Really appreciate it and really appreciate that you're, you're creating this platform, man, to, um, to, to share these kinds of inspirational stories and to, to bring voice to a lot of amazing people that, that are doing really great stuff in our community because I think, you know, it, it really is in being able to highlight these people and these stories that hopefully others find inspiration um, to, to exactly. for their own journey, you know, and their own and their own process, and then just go and do it. Yeah, it's happening, bro. We are rising. We are yeah, rising. <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo, Justin. We'll talk to you later, bro. Okay. Aloha. No. Okay. Aloha. All right. Once again, that was filmmaker Justin Achang. Look for his upcoming films, Hawaiian Soul and E Malama Pono Willy Boy, coming out in 2020. You can follow Justin on Instagram at Ja Chang or Olona Media. Alright, we got some more music for you. This one by a young Kanaka standing strong on Mauna Kea. She's one of the many amazing graduates from Hello Kumana Charter School. And she wrote this up at her camp at Pu'uhuluhulu. This is La Howard with Rise My People.
freezing on the mountain. Don't act like you don't see us. Marching in the streets in Waikiki. Don't act like you don't see us. While we're freezing on the mountain. Oh, no, no. If you have a song that promotes Aloha Aina or Hawaiian nationalism, please email us at kahuliradio at gmail.com. All right, and that's going to do it for us. Mahalo for listening in to Kahuli Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates on the next episode. Email us at kahuliradio at gmail.com. I'm DJ Hayden saying ahui uh, ho.